previously on the Crenshaw Corner. There's a Momo. Wait a minute. There's a bra. There's some leggings. A body shaper. It was not all that in there, baby. In the drawer. It was not. So I close it. It was not all that. Because I'm thought maybe I, maybe I went to the wrong drawer. Uh-huh. So I reopen it. Mm-hmm. And the same. And it was still there. It was still there. <laughs> so at that point, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So I let it go for a few minutes. So I let it go. Mm-hmm. And it said, I wanted to see if it was maybe just a one time thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just threw my little stuff mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Came on out. Few days passed. I just took my stuff off the drawer, <laughs> and then about a week passed. I just went back just to see. And she had more stuff. Two mumus, three bras, <laughs> pair of socks. Do not listen to her family. So then I brought it to my wife. I said, "I said, babe, ma'am, can I talk to you for a second? I just got a question." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Do you know how you said I, I have a drawer?" <laughs> I said, "I'm I'm noticing that it's some more stuff in that drawer." Hello there, family. What's up? What's up? I didn't see you there. What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to another edition of Crenshaw Corner. I am your host, Sanchez Crenshaw, and as always, I am joined by the absolute best part of my day. You said that sexy, boo. That that would be me, y'all. That's me. I got caught off guard. I got caught off the guard. The apple that of my be, eye. I am the apple of your eye. The wind beneath my wing. Guys, he is lifted up where he belong, y'all. Lifted. Just the lift. rib. That completes me. He's completed. The Miranda to my Steve. Okay. Now this one, if you don't get this one, I'm really revoking everything. I'm taking everything from you. For real. Like Steve Urkel? You're going to be in a hotel. Like a Steve Urkel? Like who is Miranda? I didn't say Laura. It's Steve. I don't even know nobody named Miranda. Actually, you do. Four friends. Uh Uh-huh. One was a writer. Uh Uh-huh. Miranda was a lawyer. Oh, Sex in the City. How you not, this, that was your uh, show. Was How show. do you not do that? I don't know. I think it's the way that you say stuff. I said the name. I, say, I think. I said Miranda. No, I think because and I think Steve. the way that you say it, I feel like it's a trick and you be trying How's to trick, trick me. So I think the way you say it makes me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. How you watched every episode. I did. I even went to every the movies. Season, you drug me to the movies. I did. You the there only was guy. 155 people in the movie theater. I was the, the only, only guy. <laughs> well, I was the only straight dude. It's not that point. You was the only guy there. You the guy. In the theater, mm-hmm. and then you gonna act like you don't know. No, what I'm I just felt about. like that was something else because you like to go back down memory lane. So I thought that was something. I else. gave you something that was right up your alley. Yeah, that was messed up. That's crazy. I sorry. Got a question for you though. What up? What's going on, family? What much. is going on, guys? I am Angela Crenshaw. Guys, what is go? That's my wife, family. On. Family, that is my wife. That's me, family. I am not gonna do a long drawn out introduction. Not gonna do it only because I'm excited about the conversation we're about to yeah. have. Yeah. So I'm gonna do the basic. Family, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, we we're so happy you you're here. We're so happy you're listening. Yeah. However you're listening, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Podbean, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Amazon Music, whether it's Google Podcasts, whether it's iHeartRadio, on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. We thank you for listening. Yes, we do. Of course, we consider ourselves an interactive podcast, which yes. means we can be found on the socials. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, all Take under the Crenshaw the Corner. Yes, and of are. course, you can email us at any time at thecrenshawcornergmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcornergmail.com. Oh, that was a good, babe. Had to keep it short, had to keep it sweet, um, because I'm excited. 
I am excited too, but I got a question. What's up? Okay. You wanted to introduce and then I asked them the question? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay, let go, the family know who's here go first. Go for it. Go for it. So family. What's up? Y'all? What we did. So we had a episode <laughs> not too long ago. Yes. Where we had two wonderful gentlemen come and, and sit down and have a conversation. Hot mess. Hot mess. That's what I'm calling. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Hot Don't do mess. that. The episode was entitled Singularity. Yeah. yeah and yeah, what we yeah. did is that we had two beautiful gentlemen come yeah. and talk about their experience about being single mm-hmm. in 2022 from the male perspective. Yes. Well, we love talking to those gentlemen so much. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> that we invited them back for another conversation. And they said yes, y'all. They, and they yes. said yes. So we're going to begin with gentlemen. Say hello to the family. Go to the beautiful man sitting in front of me first. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Brandon. We're back at it. Back at it, boy. Listen to him with that radio voice. You heard, you see him. Listen to him see, over there. Back, he over there. Come on, we back at it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to, trying to out sexy my voice. Don't out sexy my voice him. on my show. <laughs> my friend, talk to him. Tell him who y'all get. Hello, guys. This is Jay, aka Janavian Hancock. I am and done. I'm... He's already starting. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, aka. Go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, this is me. I'm back again. Yes. No, but see, first of all, I got Listen. a problem. Before you even ask your question, <laughs> I got a problem. Y'all not gonna come on my show <laughs> and now sexy me yeah, on my show. I'm back hey. at it again. Hey, everybody went deep. I had to go. Hey, I can get that too. <laughs> all right. So before we get into it, Listen. Uh, I, my baby has a question. What's, what you got? First of all, this don't have anything to do with this show. Okay. Oh, this, is, this is so out of reach. It's, it's, it's just question for you guys. Have me. y'all ever been somewhere, right? And because this happened to me not a while, it's a while ago. Ever been somewhere with your family and y'all just chilling? And, I mean, it's like a bunch of y'all. And they be like, go get Eddie. And y'all looking like, who the heck is Eddie? You be like, who is Eddie? And then they be like, right there, you be talking about baby because you have never in all your history oh, yeah. is that, do you have you ever experienced it like you had all your life you never no, knew your family members name is i don't come Nick- from a hood family what <laughs> no I don't. we've never oh, done so that i've never done nicknames we've never done that i've never done nicknames oh. i've been in, i've been with you 23 years y'all ain't never did nicknames i didn't know my uncle's name until i was like 12 years old Ex- so yeah Uncle Jibo. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, like, what is that about? I kept, I was like, I got to ask people, like, what is that? How like, how, because I, it happened to me a while back and I was thinking about it the other day because somebody was asking about me and they was like, peaches. Right. And my, and they was like, who, who? Who peaches? Mm. So there's some people who know my real name, but the people who knew me from young do not have a clue who Angela is. They just yeah. don't off all off. So I said, let me ask these guys. Like, do you go somewhere and be like, and they be like, and you be like, who 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 am I looking for? Like who who? Like my kids have to go to the family reunion and be like, oh, I'm peaches. They can't be like I'm Angela. They gotta be like on oh, Peach's son, cause or daughter, cause if they don't, they be like, baby, we don't know who that is. Yeah, like it's so sad. Like, have y'all ever you ever felt bad? Like you finally yeah. found out what your it's uncle like, name was? Yeah, it's like when your kids call you by your first name. You be like, <laughs> what? First of all, that's disrespectful. And they just no, they just be doing that as a joke, uh-huh. just to see your reaction. Because <laughs> we were raised, don't you call your mother yeah. by her first name? No. Oh yeah. Once again, I don't come from a. What? I don't come from that type of family. What? Baby, what? Maybe you do. What? Maybe you come from the hood family. Is that, is that what we're doing right now? But I don't, we know everyone's name. Do you really, though, Uncle Jibo? No, no, we don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a, that's a different bloodline. That's a different bloodline. <laughs> I just wanted to know because that experience was like, wow. So, I don't know their name. Family. 
Hi guys. <laughs> I don't know. Back. My wife is trying to derail it even not, before we begin the conversation. I'm really not I don't know trying what just to happened. derail it. I'm not. I'm not. So family, here's what we want to do. Yes. Um, as if you've listened to this show at any point in time, you know there's certain things that I'm very mm-hmm. um, strong and passionate about. And the male's the male voice is one of them. Mm-hmm. And giving men the platform and the opportunity to speak on subjects that are near and dear to their heart. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do with this particular episode is have a conversation about a topic that I feel is not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the mental health of men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so what I wanted to do is to have a conversation with these gentlemen. And because once again, we're, we're coming from different generations here. Yeah. We're coming from different generations, different yeah. backgrounds, different, you know, raised differently and just start having an open and honest dialogue. Yeah. So before we even begin, the first question I have is, Brandon, are you okay? How are you, sir? Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, just been getting adjusted to my new job and all right. that. So mm-hmm. I'd say life is pretty Pretty good. I've had my ups and downs recently, but you know, mm. we're on the other side, so we're doing pretty good. Mm. Jay, how you doing, man? How are you? I I think I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm like Brandon, man. You know, is life hits you and you just gotta keep doing. You gotta mm-hmm. keep going. It's like right. there's no stopping. And you know, I got and there's nothing I can do to but get better. That's all you can do. Yeah. I have a I have a question for you. How are you, Sanchez, before you get started? How are you? Me? Yeah, how are you? I am on a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. I'm a solid five. It's good. It's good. I'm number. a solid five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't tilted to serial killer as of yet. Yeah. I Hold see on, which one? Serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which one? Which number is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> seven. 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 Six and a half. Seven. Seven. That's, That's when I get to the serial killer phase. <laughs> Um, I haven't quite got there yet. Oh, because when I go, it's gee, I'm an all or nothing type dude. Mm-hmm. It's like a Lay's chip. It won't just be one. <laughs> It'll be prolific. So I, I try to stay under that number. But no, I'm I'm good. I am. I'm like Brandon. I've professionally I've had some ups and downs, mm-hmm. um, some stressors. Mm-hmm. But we're on the other side of it now, and kind of evened out. So I'm okay. Yeah. I want to say this first of all, before we get started. What's up? Talk to me. Um, first of all, thank you guys for letting me be in the room, first of okay. all, because this is really a conversation for you guys. But the fact that I'm honored that you guys said she could sit and I could sit in the room. So basically, I probably won't say a lot, probably just eavesdrop. So I need to get to, to learn some things that I can pass on to to my friends, you know, my, my women friends to hear that hear your guys heart um, as well. So I just want to say thank you that I get an opportunity to sit in the room with you guys. So thank you no so problem, much. Because we thank love you. hearing from a woman's perspective as well. Thank you. So I'm going to start the dialogue with a question because I know from me speaking from my personal experience, I don't get the question a lot. How are you doing? Yeah. I don't get it a lot. And the genuine, how are you doing? Not yeah. the surface, How's your day going? Because yeah. mm-hmm. what I've come to find out, for some reason, when it comes to men, no one really, no one really cares yeah. how we're actually doing. Mm-hmm. It's how we can, it's how we benefit them. It's how we can take care of them. It's how we can nurture them. It's how we can cover them. So I'm curious, from your guys' perspective, mm-hmm. do you see that as well? I mean, how often are you guys truly asked the question, "How are you really doing?" Do you get that question a lot? Do you not get it at all? I'm curious. Well, other than the general, like, "How you, hey man, what's up? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good, man. I'm good." It's not like a real, like, "How you doing?" Mm. Like, "How you doing for real?" Like, my brother, like, "How you doing?" Like, so you never, you never like conditioned to answer the question like you, mm. like you, like you would want to answer at, at right. that time. Mm. So pretty much like a pass by it's not like somebody calling you asking you how you doing man you good but mm. i think you can really break it down like if you're sometimes your your 
like you talk to your mom and she hear you in your voice. You'd be like, "You all right?" Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just crack. Mine, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Just being honest is real. It's real. But it's. But yeah, I think just to get through the general, like I said, I don't know. Mm. What you think? What about you, B? I think majority of the time the default answer for a lot of guys is, "Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. doing good." Mm-hmm. Um, it just almost becomes so natural that you know, you don't even have time to think about if you had a good week. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I have a couple of friends who might reach out every now and then, um, mm-hmm. depending on how well they know my situation. They'll yeah. be like, "Yeah, how are you doing this week? How are you doing such and such?" Mm-hmm. But it's not something on a daily basis of how you doing. Like you said, it's more of like yeah. a passing. Like you know, it's not really genuine. It's just a saying or a good phrase to throw in a question. So is it that? Because she said that is it that the ones who do check on you have to first tell them that something's going on. It's not something they just call in to see how you're doing, but because they know that something's going on, mm-hmm. every now and then they might just call just to make sure you're okay. Because now they have a, a knowledge of what's been going on in your life. Is that what you mean, like that? Um, I had a friend that. She went through some stuff through life, and she never had her do had anybody to be that for her. Mm-hmm. So she take it on as her duty for her all of her close friends that she'll be the one to ask them how they're doing. Whether right. you had a great week, she wants to still reach out and make sure like, are you doing all right? Are you really doing okay? Like, yeah. Did you really have a good week at work or something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's more of her experiences that she just turned into a pattern that she wanted to incorporate in other people's lives. Okay. Like you say, you say she. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. it's a different interaction when it's he. Mm-hmm. It's right. like like I asked my son, "How was school today? Good." What'd you learn? Stuff. Mm-hmm. But you, I don't even have to ask my daughter that question. Just women are more. She coming through the door with it. She coming with everything. through everything. <laughs> Whole notebook full of From the stuff. time she walked through the door <laughs> to the time she left. And then what they talked about, add on the bus, <laughs> why they was going. She, he did this to her and he said that to them. Mm-hmm. Other stuff you got to pull out. You got to pull that out of my, my son. Mm-hmm. But it's just guys. Guys never. I don't think. Some guys might, but most guys I know is not going to really get into it in depth. Mm. How you doing? Like, man, how's your mental? How's your, how the fam, you know, how y'all doing? Wow. If, so that leads me to another question. A, if someone did, would you honestly answer it? Mm. And if, if you wouldn't, why not? What keeps you from actually answering that question honestly? Wow. Because I'm going to be honest, I, I already know for Brandon, I know you don't always answer it. I'm just calling you out right here in the public <laughs> airwaves. I know you don't always answer it honestly. So what mm-hmm. keeps you from answering it honestly? Um, I think it's more of a, for me, my mentality is that I like to just get through things. I don't like to always have to talk about it. Because right. I talk about it, then I got to kind of go through it or experience it. So I like to just, if I can forget about it, then I'm straight. <laughs> But man, I've had some I've had some moments with Sanchez at my previous job. He came in <laughs> and he asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm doing good, man. He said, No, you're not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> Jay, yeah, what about I you, think it depends on who the person is that's mm-hmm. asking the question. Like like I say, if it's mom, my sisters, some sometimes my sister, because sometimes I don't know if I like the advice. <laughs> Coming from my sisters, you yeah. know, especially if the ones the younger, right? But if it was from my older sister. I might tend to listen to it more. But it was like his mom, my dad, like people that I like really have trust in. I, that's that's pretty much it. It's a trust thing mm-hmm. when it comes to that because I don't know if you're gonna really give me a good response. You know what mm-hmm. kind of response is going to and right. what response is going to trigger B to keep it keep giving you more information. Gotcha. I know for me, it's I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't answer it honestly. I keep it. I keep it really surface. I keep it really minimum. 
and I move on. Because mm-hmm. it's an un- it's an uncomfortable conversation. It is. Because like you said, first of all, I got to I gotta decipher too much. Can I trust you? What are you doing with this information? Mm-hmm. Why are you even asking? Oh, and so I got to sift through, through much. And mm-hmm. then, of course, my background comes to mind because the way I was, ra- I was raised different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was raised different than, I'm not trying to be funny, but I was raised different than these new generation of dudes. Yes. Where everything with us was, if it ain't broke or bleeding, move on with your life. Mm. That was it. If it if it you coming to me, what are you crying for? Yeah. Is it broken? Are you bleeding? Mm-hmm. If it, even if it's bleeding, put a band aid on and move on. Yeah. Mm. So it was never. I was never really given opportunity to really understand what it is to express myself, understand what it is to sift through my feelings or, or talk about my feelings. Because me growing up, first of all, you talk about your feelings, you're weak. Mm. Yes. So I don't know what what your experience was like growing up. Did you guys experience something similar to that or? What was it like for you? First of all, I guess the question is, were you guys ever taught as as young men how to express yourself, how to talk about your feelings, how to talk about your emotions? Was that conversation ever had with you? No, hmm. definitely not for me. See, my my mom worked. She worked a lot, and she she worked. She was from school to work. Right. Hmm. So most of my day was spent by with just me and my two sisters, but. They going to they going to play with their friends. I'm playing with my friends. Right. So when I go to my room, I'm in my room. Mm. So I usually just have to deal with stuff, figure stuff out on my own in my room. But by the time mom get home, she's tired. Wow. So I don't want to go asking her a whole bunch of questions mm. and going through all this stuff. And I ain't really know what the stuff was because you had you so young. Like you just have to deal with stuff like pain and. Why? Why is this like this? And I don't think I ever even had a discussion about why my mom and my dad was wasn't together. Right. It's like it was just like the thing. It was like the norm in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Every I don't think nobody in my neighborhood had a father and a mother in the house at the same time. So wow. it was it was just like the thing. Right. So I, it never it never occurred to me to like for that to be the dynamic, you know. Of having two parents in the household, mm-hmm. having to oh I can't talk to mom, so let me go talk to my dad. Mm. And my dad only had me on the weekend, so it, we had limited time. Right. So yeah. in a limited time, we're not gonna be sitting there. He's not gonna ask me how I'm doing. How your feelings? How, how your feelings doing? Mm-hmm. Like cause they from old school too, so right. It was like feelings. What feelings? <laughs> you know what Spell it. Spell feelings. Spell it. Spell it. You ain't got no feelings. <laughs> I don't work. I don't, I don't like, right. All you do is sit around the house all day. You ain't got no feelings. That was like, don't feel them dishes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trash. You better feel that room getting clean. Feel trash. <laughs> so yeah. Brandon, what about you? Um, no, not really. I think my family um just never even addressed it. I mean, we addressed it if something came up then we talked about it. But there's never something that like, you know, how you're feeling is like Something that was the main topic it was more mm-hmm. of just a byproduct of something that may have already happened. Not really for us, no. Yeah, I think the it's the fear for parents to ask your children how they're doing, and they because you don't know what's going to come behind that. Yeah. I don't think it's intentional. I mean, some parents it may be, but the majority are not intentional. I remember when our kids were all home, we would give them what's called a free fall. We will always be scared because of free falls. You can say whatever you want, however you want, as long as you're being respectful. Yeah. Baby, we have went in a room a many a time going, maybe yeah. we shouldn't have asked that. Question our whole existence. <laughs> you know, one, one of the, the middle one, he was like, I was an alcoholic. We look at each other like, well, where, where were we? Where, 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 where like, you know, did this like, happen? Like, <laughs> like, he was living with us? Was you in the house? He's like, yeah, I was living with y'all. y'all. We look 
could have like, but what? You know, like, so, so I think a lot of times as parents, you don't want, it's very selfish that you don't ask. I, this is my personal, because you don't want what's going what's gonna to come behind it because at that point, you're either going to feel guilty or you're going to feel like it's you, that you weren't there, you weren't available, you haven't been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which it has nothing to do with us as parents, but we make it about us at that point instead of understanding this is what you guys are going through. And so sometimes I think that um the parents just don't want, you kind of want to know, but you really don't want to know you know and then you like you know the first time your your child have sex or uh, smoke weed or or get it you know like you like a drink or whatever those things are you know and they're just like do i really want to know but i think that's a hindrance that we've hindered a lot of our children especially our male children Mm. from saying what they feel because what happens is then Y'all, you can. I'm gonna ask three, all three of you guys, because you haven't had the opportunity to really express how you feel. Has it always been bottled up to a way that has been self-destructive? I mm. Put it like that. If that makes sense, my question. I'll let these gentlemen answer it first, and then I'll answer. But, but yeah, let me. I'll let them answer it first. I think for me, it definitely just transitioned in the way of becoming a workaholic. Um, mm. I just. I mean, that's just a nicer term of saying it. I just like if I don't want to ever have to feel with anything, then I'll just go and do work. Really? Like, yeah. I, I will work myself till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so you don't have to feel anything that you're feeling. Exactly. So I'll put something like a challenge in front of myself that's so hard. Like I do coding on the side right. and mm. I'll just code. And, and the thing with coding is that you're always figuring out something. You're always figuring out a challenge. So that if you, if you, I don't have time to think about my emotions, if I'm worrying about what's in front of me. Mm. So it's something like that. And just having to realize that, you know, maybe me putting my time somewhere else really isn't as important because it does bottle up. It does come out in different emotions um, mm-hmm. in different ways. So mm-hmm. I just put it into work because I can actually see the fruits of working. Like mm-hmm. I can get promoted from this, but wow. I'm still struggling with something that I may have heard a year or two ago. Wow. Wow. Jay, what about you? I'm a good, I'm going to say closet hoarder because I can put everything, like I said, in the closet. Mm. Like shut the door on it and just, I'm just keep going. You know, I don't right. see, if I don't see it, out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. So wow. That's how I think I do a lot of my stuff. And then sometimes you ain't be able to close that closet mm-hmm. and, it over, and it overruns. And, and that's when you break, you know. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'll catch myself. Cause sometimes I, I, I get angry at the wrong people. Mm. Like, I'll be yelling at my son for something like, hey, what am I doing? This, a, this ain't even nothing to be yelling at him about. Yeah. Or, or at my daughter or something. Or I take it farther than it needs to go. So. Mm-hmm. You had to catch yourself with that. And I'm getting better at that, just dealing, trying to deal with things before I put anything else in that closet. Uh, for me, yeah, for the longest time. I still struggle with it to this day, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm not a person. I'm just getting to the point where I can deal in emotion or I can deal with feelings or I can have a conversation about how I feel or how mm-hmm. someone else feels. But for the longest time, I had two emotions. I had anger and mad. Those are my two emotions. And my default was mad. Mm-hmm. That was my default all the time. Yeah. So because I, I didn't, I was never properly trained how to talk through it, how to deal with it, how to, and it was like a little bit about my story. So I've, I've always struggled with the form of, of, of mental illness. Um, for the longest time, depression for many years, really from the age of 11 to I want to say 27 mm-hmm. actually um, fought with depression uh, suicidal tendencies um, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. um, attempted suicide on a couple of different occasions um, so I've always struggled with that mm-hmm. and it was always been a situation where I never knew how to channel my emotion because growing up a I love my grandparents I love them tremendously but they didn't know how to 
deal with emotion. They didn't know. There's no way I could come and talk to them about anger or what I was feeling or what I was going through because, and they meant well, but their, their line, their answer for everything was just pray. That was the answer for everything, Yeah. which in essence is right. But you got an 11 year old kid that's going through some things that's, that's having a hard time. And you tell them just pray with no context, Yeah. with no open dialogue, with nothing. So I struggled with that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, when you and I first met, yeah. um, I was, cause when we first met, um, I was almost about to go to jail when we first met because I was going to put my hands on somebody and it's for a long time. And I'm like, I was like you, Jay, I was angry at the wrong people. So I'm screaming on people. I'm getting to confrontations with people and it had really nothing to do with them, but I didn't know how to channel my, my anger or my emotions in a proper way. Mm, that here, here's the thing when you're talking about the pray about it, right? Right. Absolutely. We we're all Christians. We know praying about it. God will fix and do. Yeah, there's everything. a power in prayer. There's a power in prayer. But here's the thing: telling me to pray about it, but not letting me tell you what I'm feeling, so I know to pray. What will happen is you will grow up resenting God, thinking He hasn't answered any of your prayers. Yes. And that's the truth. And I've seen so many young men who felt that way like why am I praying he ain't answering anyway because again like you guys just said no one showed them how to do that like God I'm going through this go pray but what am I saying to him can I talk to you can you lead me can you guide me and I think again a lot of times that generation they knew the power of prayer but they should have knew the power of conversation as well so then we wrote men rose up to become very anger and bitter towards God because he didn't answer anything when I was 11 or 12. You know what I'm saying? Like he did. So he, I just keep coming and he ain't answer nothing. You know what I'm saying? When he was answering, but because y'all didn't have the context to understand it, you couldn't even deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Can we, can we talk about the elephant in the room for a moment? Oh, the elephant's here. Oh, the elephant's here. Elephant in the room. And I, this is maybe my experience and gentlemen if you've seen something different if you've experienced something different please chime in and let me know mm-hmm. but a lot of the times I think especially like when we're in relationships we're not allowed to have feelings we're not allowed to express how we feel mm-hmm. because from what I've seen and the conversations I've had and guys like I said if you've seen something different let me know but I go to my significant other and I want to have a conversation with her about how I'm feeling about the situation in our relationship mm-hmm. that conversations now get turned into now she becomes a victim and what i'm saying is offending her mm-hmm. and now in the midst of my conversation now i have to stop expressing how i feel mm-hmm. and now i have to comfort her mm-hmm. and now it's turned into a situation where now the conversation is about her emotions and her feelings and how how i feel made her feel bad mm-hmm. and now the whole conversation is turned into something that was never meant to be mm-hmm. so after a while I just stopped talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys experienced that or somewhat? Some I think something close to that situation is like it it, it came down to like you said, a communication thing. Right. It's like I wanna this is what I'm this is what I'm feeling. Then they come back with what they're feeling and it's like they have like it comes to the we don't talk a lot. So right. I'm not gonna give you everything, I'm gonna just give you these pieces and see how you react to that. Mm-hmm. Then you come back with me with five. I only sent you two. <laughs> you know, I sent two your way. You came back with five. Powerful, powerful, five. Like, oh, where all this been? We I only had a twenty two. You yeah. came back with an AK. That's unbalanced. Now it feels like it feels like we getting jumped at this time. Five one two. You know So like like you saying, like I don't know what I end up 
bottling up, then I'm gonna just come back. I'm gonna just throw a three, a third in there, and that might be a very harmful third. Mm. Right. And now we just mad at each other. So mm. nothing gets resolved, and I still ain't got to tell you how I'm really feeling, how we need to resolve it. Like you say, it ends up being more on your side than mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm pretty much got to appease to you now mm-hmm. so we can live together <laughs> so we can sleep tonight so we can sleep tonight we can go to bed at some point <laughs> yeah. some point in time tonight right but yeah that's my what about you no I don't think I've I've had to experience that not that's, yet that's a beautiful Hopefully thing not yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing but it baby I want you to speak for the women folk now you're gonna be now you you're gonna be representative for every woman folk of your species. Bless their heart. Bless y'all. Bless y'all. Why do y'all do that? No, let's just backtrack for a moment because I was listening to what you guys had to say, and if we're talking about um, childhood first, we just talking about the childhood, right? And people not listening and telling you to pray or whatever the case is. Sometimes, not all the time, when you do come because those things trigger men, mm-hmm. trigger you you're already coming with a preconceived notion that this is how it's going to go. Because if you've told your mama how you feel, your grandmama, whoever, and they're like, listen, you like you said, you ain't got no feeling. Go sit down and clean the room. Go read a book or whatever the case is. So you've already been groomed that way. So it does not matter how you present yourself to your significant other. There's always going to be something in the back of your mind feeling that she's not going to listen. She's not going to understand. She's not going to, she's not going to hear, she's not going to hear me. And I'm not saying that that does not happen, but what happens is we have to understand what triggers us in that area because those are triggers, right? So that way you'll go, okay, before we go any further, I got to understand I have to be mindful and careful what words my significant other uses, say, or does that's going to trigger me to back off. Because sometimes it doesn't even, you tell the person how you feel and they ask you one question and that is it for y'all. That is, it's, it's a done deal. And it's not that they, how they said it, what they said, but it triggered something in you that your mama might've said or how your mother handled you. And you was like, not the day devil. Not to you know, not today. And I think that sometimes as women, we do have to listen, but we're not making it about us, but we're doing what Sanchez said that I always do. I'm trying to take care of him without taking care of him. So me asking him these questions or saying, Well, baby, how do you feel? And this is how I feel and this is how I see it. I'm thinking I'm giving him my perspective when he's saying that's not I don't want your perspective. I just want you to listen. Right. So I'm thinking I'm taking care of him by giving him my perspective, but not understanding that sometimes just don't say nothing. Right. And let him express that. And sometimes for women, we just need to walk away with what he said, not take it personal at all, because at that moment, if he said this, is how I feel it has nothing to do with us. Right. It has nothing. But you got to understand, too, with the women that that happens to what about that triggered her? Right, like what kind of relationship she had with her father, her brother, where every time she said something, he shut her down or wouldn't let her talk. So now she thinks she's got to, she's got to get it out. So we got to remember that we're two people coming with baggage of stuff, a lot of stuff for me personally with Sanchez because he doesn't talk all the time. So when he would come to me, I'm thinking I'm fixing. I'm like, well, baby, first of all, I hear what you're saying, but and he'd be like, you didn't. You did, you know why you didn't? Because you didn't let me finish. Because I'm thinking I'm ready to take care of him mm-hmm. immediately. Because I can see he's hurting. I can see he's going through something. And all I want to do is nurse him back to health. But the way that I'm doing it, by the time I finish, it does sound like even after I do it, that I'm going me, me, wonderful me, right? Or well, I know how you're feeling, but that's how you made me feel when you said it. 
And that's hurtful. And I think as women, we need to understand that they still men have emotions, but it's hurtful to them because at that point you made it about you and you did not hear me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have made not being hypocritical. I have made that mistake a thousand times with my husband. And and I'm like, and he, and he just look, and then if he shuts down, I already know I messed up. I already know I messed up. And there's no, what I realized about was men, um, the ones that I know, there's no coming back for a while. There's no more conversation. We we not doing a five minute timeout. <laughs> Sanchez gonna do about five or six days. You know what I'm saying? Like he gonna need some days. And so I had to learn, and I'm still learning that because it's a pro- it's really a process, right? And I'm still learning to be like, okay, Angela, this has nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. Okay, now be careful what you say because if you say the wrong thing, he's gonna back out. Number one, or because he wants to take care of me and my feelings, right? He's not going to give me the best of himself. He's not going to give me the best of the conversation that he wanted to give me at the time. Because now he's like, okay, let me not get her feelings hurt. And then she's going to cry. And then after she cried, then we're going to yeah. go to bed. And then I'm going to say, what's wrong? And she ain't going to say nothing's wrong. When I know something wrong, then I'm going to go up and get something to drink. Then I'm asking if she want anything I can to get that. And it was, it was uh, uh, he had, I'm just being transparent in our marriage. He had a disadvantage. Yeah. He literally had a disadvantage because I really thought I was doing something right, but I was really just not listening, period. So that's how I feel. So the sisters may be mad at me, but I just told the truth. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm going to let the guys talk for a second, but you proved my point. What's that? You proved, Because even, even with that, it was still a situation where you justified why they do what they do mm-hmm. and made it more about us not understanding or us being triggered. When a lot of the times it's just as simple as because everybody always want to talk about how <clears throat> men don't express themselves, men don't have feelings, men don't talk, men don't do this, men don't do that, men don't do this. Mm-hmm. But then once we do, mm-hmm. it's certain parameters that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. Like women, there's certain parameters women don't have to follow. If you feel some kind of way, you are allowed to express how you feel. You're allowed to say what you want to say. You're allowed to say in the manner that you want to say mm-hmm. it in, the tone that you want to say it in, the words that you want to use. Mm-hmm. Women do not have to understand family. I'm talking in generals. Uh, men don't have to have filters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a man having a conversation about his mental health, about his state of mind, mm-hmm. about his emotion and his feelings, mm-hmm. he has to filter everything he says. Mm-hmm. Before I can say anything, I have to go through a checklist. How is my tone? Mm-hmm. How are my words? How's my body language? Am, am I too close? Am I not close enough? Mm-hmm. How is she going to perceive? There's so many checklists that we have to go through through our head because if our voice gets elevated too much, mm-hmm. now the woman's scared mm-hmm. or now they feel some kind of way or, or why are you yelling at me or why are you doing this? And now by the time that it gets to, once again, like I was saying, by the time it gets to, I just wanted to tell you that I did not like the way you did that. Mm-hmm. It then went to, now I'm abusive. Now I'm aggressive. Why are you yelling? Why are you being mm-hmm. angry? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Is and it went through this whole thing and it's turned into something that it never was. Mm-hmm. And now at the end of the conversation, now not only did I never get what I wanted to get out, mm-hmm. now I gotta add some more to it because now I'm mad at you now because now I'm frustrated at you now because now you done added some more frustration to. I just wanted to tell you I was hurting. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell you that did that right now I am not doing well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but most of the times and guys if, if you see something different or if you think I'm wrong or add to it but a lot of the times just men in general we're not allowed to have those conversations yeah. because there's so many checklists that we have to go through there's not too many situations where a man can just be 
absolutely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, a hundred percent vulnerable, a hundred percent honest, a hundred percent true, and how they feel. There's not too many situations that we can do that mm-hmm. because we always have to worry about especially when we're dealing with our significant other our spouse mm-hmm. we always have to worry about how are they going to perceive it now are you let me ask you a question ask about all of your questions but is that does that checklist just go for relationships or all through your life though i'll let you guys answer that first i would say through life <clears throat> it has to be but like you were saying like home should be where you can be your most most vulnerable but mm-hmm. even when it's home it's still hard for guys, especially like coming from my generation. It's still mm-hmm. hard for us to mm-hmm. really give you everything. So, like you said, he might give you this one right now, mm-hmm. and see how you deal with this one, and right. then then I can start. It ain't. It, I can start telling you it's it's more than this right here. It's this right. too, but I don't want to delve into that right now. Let's handle this one first. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you. And once we get done with this one, then we can progress to the two and mm-hmm. the three until we until I feel completely. Cool with, with everything I have to say, anything that happens, I can bring bring it straight to you. Got you. Do you think that that the, the reason I asked Do you think that you guys? I'm asking you right now. Do you think you have to take that into corporate America? That same feeling that you got to filter and and not keep your feelings to yourself. Like, do you feel that? Like in in the marketplaces they call it in corporate America or wherever you work or wherever wherever you go, that you have to do you have to feel that way? Yeah, I try to keep work working my feelings, my feelings. Because if you're allowed to feel like you feel allowed the two to come together, then I believe that sometimes if the feelings get the best of you, then it'll mess up your work. So mm-hmm. I try to keep you know the corporate corporate, and I keep my feelings, my feelings. And mm-hmm. once I clock out at five o'clock, if I had a bad day, then I, after that, then I'll just face it. Then, but mm-hmm. I know that I got a job to do because I'm sitting here crying at my desk. My job not getting done. Yeah. yeah. And simply as that, my supervisor, you know, thankfully that my supervisor now cares. But, you know, in previous jobs, man, you better grab your tissue and get right back to it. Mm -hmm. And being in a leadership role, there's no way I can bring what any kind of problem home to work Mm -hmm. and try to lead a team with with, with that in in my mind. Because I'm going to end up bringing, I'm going to end up saying the wrong thing or Mm -hmm. doing the wrong thing. And they ain't really do nothing worth all of this anger, you know, which I see a lot. With a lot of people out at the job, they bring a lot of stuff from home mm-hmm. to work, and it, it never it never ends up well. It's going to end mm-hmm. up with an argument with somebody, and you're probably going to get sent home. Yeah. <laughs> so, you going to go home. <laughs> you going to go. Somebody mm-hmm. or you end up getting split split up. So so what's the solution? I don't Oh Well, hold on. Before we – let me answer. Before mm-hmm. we go into that, what's the yeah. solution? The question was, do I do it throughout my – it just relationship throughout my entire life? So we're going to have a real real honest conversation. I am a 6'4", 290-pound black man in the South. I have to filter everything I do at all times. I have to. I have to go through a checklist in every situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because where my Caucasian counterparts can express themselves in a, in, a, in a situation, can say that they were wronged or say how they feel about the situation mm-hmm. in public, and, and it's expected and all they're doing is is the, is um, defending themselves or whatever you want to say. I do the same thing. Now I'm a criminal. I'm aggressive. Now the cops are coming. Now I'm a threat. Yes. And now all I wanted to do was return a pair of sneakers. And now it went from that to the cops are being called. And I don't know if I'm gonna make it out the store. And whether family wants to accept that reality or not, mm-hmm. that is a reality. Yes. So yeah. So I have to filter. Every conversation I have, mm-hmm. I have to filter every emotion I have. I have to go through a checklist and everything that I do because I cannot afford 
I am a father of four and a grandfather of three. Mm-hmm. I cannot afford not to come home. So if that means that I have to swallow until my stomach hurts sometimes, mm-hmm. then sometimes I have to swallow mm-hmm. until my stomach hurts sometimes if that means me getting home. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yes, every every waking moment. Yeah, all agree? You both agree? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. No, I'm sorry. You had a question. No, I said, I was just thinking like, so what's the solution for you guys when you feel that way? Because this can't be forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for you guys, how do you find a way or a resolve or a way to be able to commit? Because we know therapy. I believe we are full believers of therapy, you know, full believers of therapy. And um, so what ways, because I think I believe therapy, especially someone who doesn't know you don't have any skin in the game. You can really go all out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can just say what, I mean, you, whatever, you know, it ain't like she know your cousin, your mama, your wife, nobody, right? Or he knows them. You can go all out. What helps you guys with this? Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what helps you guys? You know, have you ever thought about having therapy or going somewhere and talking to someone other than the people who are close to you? You know? I want Brandon to answer first because he's been quiet this whole time. You've been quiet, Brandon. I want Brandon to answer first. Hey, Brandon. I think, yeah, I've been going to therapy since about May. Um, wow okay and i've loved every everything about it um because my therapist tells me things about myself that i've never even really mm. come into like agreement with like that i'm a perfectionist not mm. in the area that everything has to be precise but i like my life to be perfect mm. right. wow. so um she tells me a lot of, <laughs> and i tell her, man, i don't i don't like to pay you to tell me the truth i, <laughs> I pay you to listen thank you ma'am <laughs> right um, but i do love every second about it um just because you can be yourself you know mm-hmm. and you know you can tell them about what you're going through how life really is and just the genuineness of it and you know they're skilled and they're trained to tell you about things that really matter they're not just here listening to you and then giving their opinion they're telling you things off what they've studied and back to the statement of like you know when people say just pray like there's a reason why god gave us doctors and there's mm-hmm. a reason why god gave people the gift to listen mm-hmm. and to, right. to, to that's give right. back information Their gifts mm-hmm. so your feeling really may be in therapy it mm-hmm. don't got to be in the prayer that you fasted for 40 days yeah. right and you didn't eat you know right. not, you don't have to do that majority of the time so i think for me I've, I've loved therapy it's been a great blessing in my life so wow how about you i haven't done therapy yet but i I keep uh, I hear a lot that I should at least try it out, but mm-hmm. it's, it comes back to like who am I? T- like who who are you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your name again. It's Annie. Okay, life. Annie. Tell you my life story mm-hmm. and just I think once I get into it, I probably have to. I probably accept it more. But mm-hmm. so how do you, you cope now? Then? The door. So mm-hmm. how do you? So how do you get through it now then? So. Like you said, you haven't done therapy yet. You're thinking about it possibly mm-hmm. down the line. But like, so right now, as you sit here today, when you're, when those feelings come and the anger comes and those thoughts come. So how do you navigate it now? Pretty much like I've always done, just bottle it, mm-hmm. put it in that closet. And sometimes, it, like I say, I can't shut the door. So I end up having to call my mom and then I just, and I just, sometimes I break down. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna front for nobody but right. sometimes you do you sometimes you need a good cry and just to break down and mom will tell you my mom gonna she's all about the bible so she's gonna tell me tell me everything that i need to hear and uh what i need to read and and just to know that she's there you know yeah. and if uh if i need anything if i need if i if i need to just to talk to somebody then she's always there but but like you said i need somebody other than her sometimes so i might want to Go ahead and get that therapist, but it's because it, it get kind of 
it get kind of hectic when you let that let that closet get full mm-hmm. and all that stuff going going on and you don't and you ain't dealt with it yet. Yeah, I said one thing to that thing about like you know you're not really knowing them. I think that's the importance of at least trying to vet like a therapist out mm-hmm. first. But then that's the cool thing. Like they don't know nothing about yeah, you. Don't know nothing about they don't them. know yeah. your family to go ask them like what you really think about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they know about what you tell them. That's yeah, the right. important of the honesty of it, because then they can only help you through that. But you know, I think that's the cool thing is like my therapist can't call my mom and be like, Hey, I, let me tell you what Brandon told me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's protected because technically, yeah. you know, if they go tell somebody, you can sue them. Yeah. You ain't yeah. gotta work no more. You be good yeah. right there. <laughs> that is true. You good to go put so your you feet up. So, what about you, Mr. Crenshaw? Um, I am a huge believer in therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been to therapy a few times in my life, um, if I'm being honest. So, some um, voluntarily, some involuntarily, (laughs) right? If we're being honest. Um, But I'm a strong believer. I need to get back into it right now. I had a therapist. Um, she reminded me too much of one of my aunties. Uh, and so I had to fire her. <laughs> I didn't really like her approach, how she was dealing with me. So I'm going to have to find another one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not good at coping right now, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like my emotions, my feelings, I'm not. Um, what I do is not healthy, I'll be honest. Um, and what I say, this is going to sound crazy. I create a alternate reality in my head mm-hmm. is what I do. Mm-hmm. I create a whole new world, a whole new reality within my head. And I live a life within that reality for a brief moment, for a brief moment in time into the feelings, as you say, closet, they closet themselves. Mm-hmm. And then once the feelings closet themselves, then I come out of the alternate reality and I go back into my own reality. That's not healthy. Wow. That I may need medication. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I may. I'm I'm not I'm not joking about that. I may. Yeah. But we'll cross that bridge when we Can get we, to we it. Get there. But even and I know the techniques, I know what needs to be done. I just don't want to deal with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it really just comes to that why men don't talk and why men don't go through their emotions. Just sometimes we don't we have so much to deal with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. I'm you like, I'm, life keeps going. Yeah, it keeps going. Life keeps, like this time don't stop. <laughs> I will I will keep quoting um um Pastor Chet Pete. Life be lifing. Oh, it do. Right no, on time. Oh, all oh all the time life be lifing. Life. And Jay, I'm like you, like my day is spent thinking for other people. That is my entire day. My day is, I mean, from the basic of things to the most complexity of things, I got questions and meetings all day. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to deal with. Mm-hmm. Okay, my feelings hurt. Dog, I ain't got time. I ain't got time to decipher through this. Yeah. I ain't got time to figure out why my feelings hurt right now. I'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later becomes three weeks. And then later becomes next year. Yeah. And then now I'm watching some random commercial and I'm crying. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> cat they, food. They talking about cat food. Cat food. Why am I crying like cats? Why am I crying? Mm-hmm. And then we start the cycle all over again. That, but that can't be so. Why not? It cannot be so. It's been working. No, it cannot be okay, so. Okay, it ain't it cannot, been working, it, but it, we right. dealing with it. It cannot be so for <laughs> any of you guys. That's not your portion. And I think you have to put yourself first. And it's so crazy because when you hear "put yourself first, the first thing people think about is women. Yeah. That immediately. Yeah. As soon as you say "put yourself," they be like, "Girl, yes, you do." And I'm like, "Okay." No, everybody needs to put the, let, Let's take the ginger, let's take the label As Pastor Ferdick say, off the table As a human being We have to put ourselves absolutely first I have to literally force him Like last Saturday I said, hey babe, what are you going to do today? He's like, oh, I'm just going to do the, laun- the laundry If I said, okay, and we're done today And we're done Get get a shower and get out this house I'll treat you to the movies Treat you to the foot, But you got to get about this house Because his mind is my wife 
my kids, mm-hmm. my job, my finances, and making sure that I'm covering everything. And that should not be so. And as significant others and as family members, we have to make y'all stop. Like, I, I, I love you. I told my, we went away. Not so long ago, I made him leave the house and go to a hotel. While I was away, I said, you're going to go away too. Go in a hotel with your game. I don't care what you have to do, but you need it for yourself. So now he's upset because now I've been throwing him out the house because what she in the, literally ho- throws me out the house. holy world? Why can't he stay here? No, because here means- It's my safe we, place. We, no, I you have to understand. Yeah. What's even more dangerous, remember, we already work from home. Yeah. So he's here all day working from home, mm. uh, right? And then he's cleaning the house. Right, yeah. and then we're talking in the house. We love a clean house, though. Love yes, a clean I house. love a clean house. Love However, clean house. no, absolutely, <laughs> because now's the time I have to stronghold him, strong arm him, right? Yeah. Because he has to go find something. There's life greater than just his wife and his kids. And I, some parents, some wives, and their children may feel different, but I don't feel different. I yeah. feel like there's something so much greater for him as an individual. There's a book that needs to be wrote. There's a play that needs to be done. There's some mm-hmm. spoken word that needs to be done. He has to have a life outside of us. He has to have a life outside of us. And what I've done is I've allowed him to have this alternate universe, right? To kind of be like, okay, let me leave him alone. Don't rock the boat and all that stuff. But ladies, we have to rock the boat. It is dangerous. It is dangerous to let your counterparts, whether it's your uncle, your grandfather, your brother, your niece, your nephew, if you see it, you're going to have to say something. You're going to have to do something no matter how mad they get because I can watch him do that and be like, I can be like, well, that's nice. I know where my man at. He home. No. He home, but he ain't home. But he ain't home, right? And there's things that he should be doing. I'll be here, baby. He, he just told him. He, he just chilling at the did, house. Did y'all just hear the people? The man said he was at the Alton University. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not long. No, I don't be there for long, no. <laughs> no, it just be a brief moment. No, you're getting brief out moments of, in time. No, I be time. I be no. time traveling. <laughs> he know I will be like enough of you. You, you've got. I, I have to love him enough to understand that we came in as individuals first. Yeah. And what has happened, and and I'm not saying all women, I love you. This is not about y'all. So get over yourself. This is a, this is about men's health. What I am saying is that we have to back up and be like, what can I do for you? What is self care for you? What what is it that I can do? Because what I don't want to do is one day wake up and he's not here. And I didn't do anything I about it. I just went to the store. No. No, don't play with me. Where you get the store? <laughs> don't play with me. Probably some juice. I love juice. Mm-hmm. I drink more juice than water. That's not good. Listen, the I have to force the man to go to the store, y'all. Y'all ain't listening to me. I'm oh, telling no. you. I have to be like, baby, go to the store. Go outside. His thing of going outside, y'all, is checking the mailbox. He be like, I'll be right back, baby. Go to check the mailbox. That's, That's fun, though. He said, no. It's a gift. He's I got like, fresh air. No. What I get? This is what he <laughs> said. This is what, this is what he says to me. <laughs> I mean, let me go do something I did a couple of days. Yeah. I said, okay, he's about to do something. It's about check the mail. Bro, if you don't wow. get... No, we're going to stop talking about me. I got questions for the gentleman. We're going to... No, hold no, pause. No, 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 no. no you said not you wasn't going to talk a lot. I, I wasn't going to talk a lot. <laughs> so now that we're talking about that, what are you guys doing for your... Especially you, because you're a dad. Yeah. You have three babies, two babies and one dog. So let's throw yeah. three babies, right? What are you doing for yourself? Especially a man who could travel around the world. But see, actually, let me do my question first. And then, because it ties in. Okay, tied in. Perfectly. Tied in. So yours bookends mine. Go ahead. Mine. Go, mine. Go ahead. So before you answer the question, what do you do for yourselves? Mm -hmm. I need you to go back for a moment. Where you, we teach our daughters all the time Mm -hmm. about their self worth Mm -hmm. and their worthy. As a young man, were you ever taught about Mm. yourself, about your worth, Mm. about, about your self worth, about being worthy, about being worthy of being happy, about being worthy of being whole? 
Well, you ever taught that as a young man? Oh, I thought you said something else. Go ahead. I said, Mm-mm. don't do that. Mm-mm. This ain't an after dark episode. Oh, at night. That. <laughs> <laughs> I know you was being serious, but I was like, wait a minute, baby, where you going with that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't do that. What's up with you, Brandon? Um, I think I kind of told myself. Um, mm. And I know that my parents never, I mean, they taught me, you know, worth and all that, finding right. my worth in Jesus and all that. But I think for myself, looking around, I found a lot of my worth still to this very much day. Um, and just what I attain, like okay. what title I can attain, how much money do I make, mm. like what kind of car do I drive. It's right. all like exterior things. Um, and I find a lot of my worth in my job. Like if you tell me the project that I just did was awful, best in believe I will take that home and I'll make it 10 times better. And I'll do better. But just know that you kind of hit close to home with that. Right. I'll never tell you. I mean, I have a smile on my face and you never know. But I found a lot of my worth in my in my exterior things with mm. what I can do with myself, with my hands and all that. So um I'm sure my parents definitely have taught it. It's a matter of if I really attained it right. and if I really applied it to myself. Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of gave my own self the self-worth because I want, I have goals that I want to attain by the time mm-hmm. I'm a certain age. Um, so I think that my worth ultimately sometimes, and I have to remind myself that, hey, like your worth is not in your work. Your worth, because mm-hmm. you can be fired tomorrow. Right. Your worth is not in your car because you can come out tomorrow and get in a wreck and that car is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but just find the worth that, hey, like, listen, there's going to be a day where you die and you'll stand before Jesus and, you know, what you find your worth in, like your right. treasures, like that's where your heart is at. Is. Wow. So um, just really attaining back to that is really the goal. Like, I think just finding my worth is that I'm enough. That's all I need to have my worth in. But I think that's easier said than done the majority of the time. Because, right. You know, that's not my default setting, but I'm trying to make it. Say, what about you? Um, I guess going up, like my mom was all about scripture. She said. She was like a new Christian when we was coming up. So, right. so all she knew was, the, you know, you're more than a conqueror. You, and um, you're 10 times wiser than the next. And, but, like, you would say that before you go to school, you get annoying to get your mm-hmm. annoying all on you. Every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Forehead, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you knew that you had some type of worth for her to do that. So, well, on my dad's side, it was like, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So, it was like, I was... I knew my work, but it's like, then you got like sin, and then it's like, like you said, you gotta pretty much figure this thing out yourself. Trying to like, figure out where you what, fall. Where my worth, yeah, where yeah. I fall, you know, so I knew I had worth. I knew I was, I knew I was trying to be something, mm-hmm. but I, I ain't never like put a value towards my worth, you know, mm. yeah. so it was just, I knew I had to be good. Right. You know, <laughs> I knew I had to be good. I knew I had to be better than, better than them. Pretty gotcha. much, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? be better than us. Like, like, pretty much, what I tell my kids now: be better than me. Right. right. Like, I've done this before. I've seen it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Be better than me. You know your 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 worth. You know they they do their scriptures just like we had to do. But right. I try to explain to them like a conqueror is something. Is somebody that's done achieve something. Mm-hmm. Right. But the guy's telling you more than that. You even more than that. Right. So. Yeah. That should prove to you how much you're worth to him, yeah. and you just just as valuable to us. And you got to be that way to yourself. Yeah. Don't do this for me. Don't do nothing for me. Do it right. for yourself. So, yeah. so you don't be where I where I am now. Mm-hmm. You be better than me where where I am. Yeah. I think what Brandon said kind of touches home for me. Um, I was never. Really, it's a combination of both. Like I said, I, I've talked about it before. I grew up in a, in a Baptist ministry home. My yes. grandparents, my grandfather was a Baptist minister. He was doing, you know, the multi-campuses before multi-campuses was a thing. 
you know, so that's why I grew up. I grew up in the Bible. I grew up in Sunday school and church and, and scripture. I grew up in Old Testament, though. We ain't really touch about New Testament. Mm. I grew up in Old Testament. Yeah. Talking about the prophets. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, growing up in the Old Testament, that's fear. a little different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, we talked about the fear of God. We didn't really talk, touch on the love of God. Love of God. But as far as, like, individually, like, for, for Chaz, for young Chaz, what does it mean for, for me to be... What is my worth? I was never taught that. They didn't know. How, they didn't know how to have that conversation. Yeah. So, like many men, I tied everything into what I can produce with my hands. Mm. Yeah. So I, I said all the time, I didn't learn a lot from my father, but I learned my work ethic. The one thing you may be smarter than me, you may be better than me, but the one thing you will never do is outwork me. Mm. You will never outwork me. Wow, and so, guys. and wow. that's, and I tied that into my wealth. I tied that into my worth. Mm. You no, know, the jobs that I had or the positions that I held or the work and. So like you said, but if I lose that job, now I've lost a part of me. Mm. And a lot of men grew up that way. And a lot of men today still have that. That's why the the dirty little secret like, that no one really likes to talk about mm -hmm. is that when it comes to gender, the suicide rate is higher in men oh, yes. than it is anyone else. Yeah. It's because they lose that job. They lose their family. They lose their finances. And they don't know what to do mm -hmm. because we're all taught. And that's the thing. It's, a, it's common. Whether you're black, white, Asian, I don't care what you are. Mm -hmm. From a man perspective, you're taught that if you can't provide, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't take care of, you can't protect. Mm -hmm. You're not worth anything. Yeah. You're worthless. Yeah. So if you can't, if you can't, if your job doesn't sustain you, your family, and if you're not able to protect your family, you're nothing. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what a lot of men deal with on a daily basis, yeah. because what we were taught to tie who we are into. We can't control it. I can't yes. control if I go into my job, no matter how, because I've been there. <laughs> I've, I gave a company my all. I gave them everything. I was there early and there late. I was putting in 16, 17, 18 hour days. Yes. Yeah. There was time that I went to work on a Saturday and mm -hmm. I didn't come home mm -hmm. until Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And they had no problem with doing a Fridays to me. Craig and sure bringing did. me in on my day off sure to fire me. Sure mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Sure did. And so, and if I didn't, and if I didn't have a wife that loved me and that talked into me and that talked life into me, that would have ended me. Yeah. So, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of men that 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 live that life where everything they do because they've only been taught that their worth is tied into what 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 they bring home every every two weeks. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that leads back into my wife's beautiful question. So, so Brandon, so what do you do? So, like right now, when when you know that. It's getting too much. So what do you do to take care of yourself? Because that was the question, right? Yes. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm having a rough day? Yeah. In uh, general, even if you're not having a rough day, what do you do to take care of you? I have three questions, but go ahead. Let's start with that one. Um, I think it all comes down to the situation. Out of it. Okay. If it's something that I can handle within myself, then I'll do that. Um, if not, then I'll, you know, incorporate God. I'll definitely pray about it. And then I'll call people that I trust and I'll talk to them about it. And I kind of really open, my, my, open myself up to the opinions that they give mm -hmm. and just apply it because mm -hmm. at that point everything that I tell myself is either just a lie or it's just me telling myself to get myself through it mm -hmm. um, so I think it depends on the situation depends on how I get out of it or out through it mm -hmm. um, but usually that's what I go to if I can handle it by myself then I'll just do that mm -hmm. or I'll just block it out I'll get on social media I'm still on TikTok for two hours I forgot that I was having a bad day <laughs> I've been laughing so hard mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm gonna come That's back a, to that question. Go ahead. <laughs> I do a lot. Yeah, pretty much. I do pretty much do the same thing. I just find something to to take my mind off everything that's going on. You know, I use music sometimes. I might just start cleaning up and just put some music on and just be grooving. 
or go back to grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you was doing, watching just, her clean, you sir. clean, you you cleaning while we listen to music. Or I I take myself to the movies. I don't have no problem going to the movies by yeah, myself. Yeah. Going on a Tuesday, five dollars. Come on, five dollar yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Five dollar everything too. Popcorn everything. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, Dad, you wanna go to the movies? Not on no Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying full price. Full price. <laughs> but yeah, I do that. Or I just spend time with my kids. I get them. I get them. We we'll get a game or something. I know it's gonna be last because <laughs> my son always trying to bend the rules to his so he can win. <laughs> so anything like that. Or now every morning, just to clear my head, I do it for the dog, but it's it's good for me too. I walk. Mm-hmm. I get out. I go to the walking park early in the morning, and I see so many people out there, and it. And I was like, man, why haven't been doing this all along? Just mm-hmm. just to go and walk, and just it's so quiet. When it's yeah. that early in the morning, around about eight, nine o'clock, yeah. it's so quiet, and it's, now it's a little cool. And just just to go walking around that, walking around the park, and you yeah. just just listen, don't have no music on or nothing, just mm. just out there, and then you can just really clear a lot of things up. Silence is silence is really good sometimes. Powerful, yeah. powerful. Silence is very silence is very powerful. Yes, it is, boy. <laughs> you can get a lot of things worked out mm-hmm. in silence. This is it true? How about you, Mister Crenshaw? Oh, I'm a gamer, so. Um, that's what I do. So when it's when it's too much, or I just need to get away, or I, I'm a gamer, so I turn on my PlayStation and <laughs> pick a game, and I go kill people. That's what oh, I do. do you do that's you guys what I do? That's what do I do. You, guys you, you respond. You respond to video games. <laughs> <laughs> you can take your frustration. Down. You know what I'm saying? Killing everybody that moves. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody move. Yeah. Do you guys think that it is um, selfish? Put yourself first. I don't now. I used to. Yeah. Because I was taught. I was taught to be selfless. Mm-hmm. I was taught yeah. you serve. Yeah. yeah. I was taught that as a man, my only job was to raise a family, protect a family, provide for my family. Mm. Yeah. That's how I was raised. So to to get to a point where I have to think about self first. That's still a struggle for me, if I'm honest. How about you? You think it's selfish to put yourself first? Like I'm gonna go on Tuesday. And just I don't want. I don't want the kids. I love y'all. I don't. I just want to go do this by myself. I just want to go be. I don't this think it's so. I think it's it's very much needed. Mm-hmm. On sometimes, like when yeah. when it's get when it's piling up and then it get there, man. You got dad. I got recital on Wednesday. Basketball practice. Rhythm night. All this stuff, <laughs> all this going on. I need, mm-hmm. a, I need this for chorus. I need this. For, Dad, you gonna sign me up for basketball? When is it? Oh man, you know, it's yeah. all, man, did I miss the deadline? You know, yeah. It's it's like a lot of stuff, and you gotta you gotta get away sometimes. If you don't, yeah. it's it's like I said, that closet fills up, man, and you don't want it to fill up, man. Yeah. How about you? Um, I think I more view it as investing in yourself because I can't really give out if I don't got nothing in myself. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say so now because I think that. You know, right now it's just me. I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah. So I don't have the responsibilities that, like, okay, well, I have to get home and tend to, I don't mm-hmm. have to get home and tend to a wife or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just making sure that, you know, I have enough time invested in myself and that I don't create a world full of everybody else that I forget about myself, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't really consider it selfish. He's so deep. And he's deep. Brandon's so deep. Yeah. Just so deep. Oh, that deep. When I didn't have kids, I used to get in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's when I would get into trouble. That's when that's when I would have to get away just to stop from getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't like 
killing somebody or I know it was damaging to my to, to my you. to right. me and my spirit. Yeah. What I was doing to myself. So right. it wasn't necessarily I was doing something to somebody else. Right. It was I know this is you know everybody yeah. hear that voice like, uh-huh. man, you know you ain't supposed to be doing that. Go sit yeah. your chill down. You know you ain't supposed oh, to be yeah. doing it. But I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wanted to ask you guys one more question. What's up, baby? Um, the question is, what would you... First of all, backtrack. For, for Brandon, because he's so deep. Um, I think the the fun part of watching you grow up, because we've known you for a while, is the fact because you do go to older men that are older than you. Yeah. And you listen. And you get wisdom from the older men. And the Bible says that the younger men will go to the older men and get wisdom, right? And so I've watched you go to different people who are older than you, like Sanchez and other people, and just listen. And I think that, I think that, and plus you have your family members and stuff like that. But I think being with men of integrity and character, to be around them and ask them those questions and get wisdom from them, I think that it's going to carry you a long way. I mean, you're, you're beyond, how old are you again? 22. I just want to oh, punch man. you in the face. Just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> How you going to say man. you're amazing, but I'm going to punch you in the face? <laughs> that means, I love, that means I love him. That means I love him. That's know, crazy. But for you to be that age and the the wisdom that you have now, right, yes. is going to just going to blow your mind when you get older. I didn't want to say that. So my question to you guys is what would little Brandon and Jay and Sanchez, what would you say to to the little, to the younger you now that you know what you know now? When it comes to self care and taking care of yourself and 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 putting yourself first and all of those things in therapy, what would you say to him now? I'm gonna let these gentlemen go first. I'll go first. I think one thing that I learned in therapy was that my therapist always said that you gotta remember there's a little child and you know, mm-hmm. don't talk to yourself how you talk to a little child. Like you can't you have to be able to interpret things in the way that you'd want to receive it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think the one thing that I always say to myself is it's gonna be okay. Because mm-hmm. for myself, listen, if if I don't think it's gonna be okay, I will spiral. Mm-hmm. I would literally go out of control to make sure that I make it work because I don't think that it's going to be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I have an understanding, I'm like, okay, this is going to work out. It's going to be hard, but it's going to work out. I think mm-hmm. that that'll give me, a, may not give me all comfort. I may not have all the comfort in the world, but I may mm-hmm. have 1% and that's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I think that'll save me a lot of peace and a lot of trouble. Um, not having to figure things out and just be like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. God's got you. I yeah. think that's probably it for me. You don't have total control. Exactly. We never really did have control. It's just an yeah. illusion. It's an illusion. How about what would you tell little Jay now that you know what little you know Jay, now? Little Jay, just tell him, hey, man, don't rush. Don't rush yourself to get. Mm. Um, I tell myself to love, love, love yourself. Love your life. Mm-hmm. The life that you have. It's like a. It's a really good song by J. Cole, and it's a Love Yours. Great so song. Yeah, it's like there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. There's no mm. such thing because everybody has problems, you mm. know. Everybody yeah. has something they're going through, no matter how much money you got. Miss Lord. Like, you got to love what you have. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that that kind of gets me through my daily thing now is, is I love what I have. I love that I I've, I do have a, a son and a daughter mm-hmm. that that loves me and they and they look up to me and they want to be with me. That like they call me, hey dad, can I come over? Of course you can. What do you mean? Of course you can come over. Right. Like if I'm, I'm at the house, you come home. Like, <laughs> right. Like and um and uh, and that that's pretty much what I would tell them. Other than. Uh, Tesla and uh, Apple and, <laughs> get some stock. Uh, get some stock. Dash, 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 Dash. Dash. <laughs> throw a couple of names out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I love my the stock life, market early. Like. Start early. Start early. Yes. What would you tell little Sanchez? I would tell little Chaz mm-hmm. to stop. I spent so much of my younger life just moving, mm-hmm. 
just moving, not stopping to think, not paying attention, just moving. Everything I did was a reaction. Mm. And the reaction, the reactions got me in situations that I never should have been in. Mm. That if I would just stop for a moment and just just stop. So that's what I was telling them, just stop. Wow. And just pay attention. And it's not as bad as you think it is. Mm. Because every situation, because during that time of my life, Every situation was an end-of-the-world situation for me mm. that I did not think I was going to come out of it, that I did not think there was going to be a tomorrow. And I would have just told them that the sun is going to shine. Just mm. just stop. That's what I would have told them. That's good advice. On that one, um, we can do this all day. <laughs> but I want to be respectful of everyone's time. I, I love talking to you, gentlemen. Guys. Uh, I, I, love I love being with you guys, guys being man. a part of this. this. Yes. Like yeah, this is, this is yeah. wise, man. Um, <laughs> So you've been, you've done this before, so you know how we end the show. Yes. So we end the show with a final thought. Mm. So and I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep going to Brandon first. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, what is your final thought for the family? I think the final thought for it is just that you know our our mental health matters at the end of the day. Right. You know, I think there's a big portion of our life. Um, there's a reason we have emotions and feelings, um, and that you know it's important to invest in ourselves and invest in the things that matter. Do the things that matter to us. Like if you mm-hmm. like playing basketball, play basketball, then it's like re-energize yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a thing that, you know, and you can't avoid bad days. I, in my perfect world, I, I wish I could, but I can't. Right, yeah, so. right, right. <laughs> but I think just, you know, having that time really is just mm-hmm. investing in myself. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jay? Uh, final thought. You see, I would say, man, like I say, this mental health is, 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 it's a real thing. And we used to throw it over, man, you soft. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing soft about taking care of yourself right. yeah. and and being vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with being vulnerable now. And uh, that's what I would tell my generation. Like, it's okay, man. Mm-hmm. It's okay to break down, man. Yeah. It's okay to let somebody know you ain't doing right. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing well. Yeah. And uh, just talk about it. Find somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. I done seen a lot of people, like, end it. Yeah. And you will never know because... They look, they the same person every yeah. day. Right. And then next thing you know, they not here anymore. So talk to your people. Tell them you love them. We doing a good thing. Me and my, my dad's side of the family, where the kids, like we, we telling each other every day. Mm-hmm. Every day we love you. Love you, man. We got something that's way out. And we got yeah. something that's close. Yeah. <laughs> so, But we just tell them, man, we love you. Yeah. Because wow. it's all mental, man. Love it. And, yeah. Babe, what you got? I think Brandy wanted to say something. Yeah, I was going to say one thing, and, I was, and I'll stop right there. Just like, You're I think fine. one thing that really matters is just understanding that people really do love and care about you. Yes. Right. I actually yeah. read in a book yesterday, um, and it's, it's crazy, but actually 800,000 people kill themselves a year every yes. 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I thought wow. that was like, yep. that would really take the air out of a room. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's all because somebody may have not believed that nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that, man. Your yeah. voice matters. People care about you at the yeah. end of the day, no matter what the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, what, what you got? Get your own thought out. No, because you're going to do an essay. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do an essay. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Um, my final thought, I'm going to piggyback off Jay just for a moment. Um, gentlemen, you have someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Find someone to talk to. You don't have to do this alone. Okay. Um, you don't have to feel alone. Your feelings matter. Do not allow anyone to invalidate your feelings, to to invalidate your emotions. You don't invalidate your feelings. Mm -hmm. You don't invalidate your emotion. You have a right to feel the way you feel. But just know how to work through it and learn how to work through it and find someone to talk to. That's that's my final thought. Find someone to talk to. My, My final thought is thank you. Like, 
I don't know what other subject I'd have come up with to bring y'all two back, but I'm going to figure something out. <laughs> I just don't know what subject. I'm going to find something. No, because I just appreciate the fact that you guys are transparent and you all three of you men are transparent and you're real and we're honest. And I just want to say thank you so much for blessing us to come and talk on the mic because there's someone that's going to be changed. Someone's going to be blessed by what you two have three rather said today. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much. And that I greatly, we greatly, I know you'll say it yourself, yeah. appreciate that you guys, we're honored, seriously. You know, we don't bring a lot of people back twice. We'd be like, that, that, that one time, that was great. That was, that was great right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but we're going to find another subject. Y'all be back. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I had to say, babe. Um, as my wife said, just thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Both of you bring so much to the table. Yeah, absolutely. You bring so much wisdom, so much mm-hmm. joy, just so much life. And like Ann said, I know that somebody is going to be blessed by what you said. Mm-hmm. Just the fact, like you say, Jay, you are a single father. You are showing men what it looks like, mm-hmm. that that it's not the ideal situation. Of course, you would want a situation where you and your children are in the same home at all the time. But unfortunately, life sometimes gets in the way. That's not that's not the situation all the time. But it does not mean that you still can't be a father. It still doesn't mean that you still can't be present. Yes. It still doesn't mean you can't be a, a foundation and a factor in their lives on a day-to-day basis. Yes. And you're showing men that it is, it is possible to do and it is being done. done well. And also, mm-hmm. what you're doing, what I love about you, is that you're breaking the narrative that black men are not fathers. Mm-hmm. You're breaking the narrative that all black men do is cut and leave and they don't raise their kids. Mm-hmm. And you're showing people that that is not true. There mm-hmm. are black men that are involved in their kids' life, that are raising their kids, that are being <laughs> an example for their kids. Mm-hmm. And so just thank you for that. Yeah. And then Brandon, just for you, sir. 22. I forget. I, a lot of, I Jeez. honestly forget. No, he was 22. Yes. I thought he was like 28. That Yo. you're, that you're barely legal. 23 wow. on Sunday. Come on. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy, happy birthday. You, wow. That you are barely legal. Wow. But you are showing young mm-hmm. people, you are showing young men that you can still live a life of integrity, mm-hmm. that your age means nothing. Yeah. That you can live a life of character, a life of integrity, mm-hmm. that you can still that you are not perfect, but you still push forward. And just thank you for being an example for young people, for being an example for young men, showing them that it can be done a different way, that you don't have to live your life the way that society says that you have to. That, oh, I'm 22, I can sow my oats and I can be wild and I can do this and I can do that. Oh, because I'm young, I only live once. You only only Mm -hmm. young young once. Mm -hmm. But you're showing them that's not not the case. Mm -hmm. You're showing them there is a different way to do it, that you can still live a life of fun, that you can still enjoy your life, Mm -hmm. but still be a man of integrity and still be Mm -hmm. a man of honor. So just thank you for everything you bring to the table. I appreciate that, y'all. And if, see, because I'm going to be honest, I'm just, and this is just me being, sir, if I was 22 and look like you, boy, they'd be dead. Boy, I'm telling you, boy. Boy, it'd be dangerous in these streets, boy. I'm telling you with a smile, boy, I'm telling you, boy, it'd be dangerous. And he's smart. And he's smart, too. And he got a good head. And he, as, as the old people said, the boy articulate. He, he what? The boy articulate. Yeah. He articulate. The boy's articulate. Yeah. Boy, yeah. it'll be dangerous in these streets. So, he hit the big one this time, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> the boy got his own money. He got his own money. He articulate. The boy articulate. And he love the God. He love God. That boy, love that God. boy got the chisel features. Ooh. Look like his marble. <laughs> <laughs> 
But on that note, family. <laughs> we do it to him every time. He be so every embarrassed. Time. He be like, oh, come on, I do guys. it on purpose. Because <laughs> I know it embarrasses him. I do it on purpose. But no. So, family, we thank you for family, listening. Family, oh my God. Family, we thank you for being a part. However, you listen, whether it's on Ooh. iTunes, whether it's Podbean, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Amazon Music, whether it's mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. Yes. yes. Um, of course, we consider ourselves an interactive podcast, which means we can be found on the socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on uh, YouTube, and we're we, on TikTok. We're, 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 we're. All under the Crenshaw Corner. <laughs> and of course, you can email us at any time at thecrenshawcornergmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcornergmail.com. Yes. And as always, family, welcome to our journey. We love you guys. Bye. Peace.